Welcome to another edition of the Puro Pinche Primos. Hola, primo and primas. It's your primo, Luis Velasquez. That's your primo, Christopher Castellos. We are the Puro Pinche Primos. Welcome, everybody, to another episode. Shout out to our new intro. New music. And those of you who just heard, that is the legend himself, our Theo. Theo Jr. <laughs> A.K.A. Muggsy, a.k.a. Muggsy Mania. An absolute legend when it comes to Tejano Music Radio. Yeah, my my always my claim to fame for, for being related to Theo is always telling people, my Theo Jr. knew Selena. He knew Selena. Like, he was buddies with her, friends with her. He, he actually talked her. to her. For real, for real. Right. So many stories that we got of being his roadies, <laughs> right? So many stories. <laughs> Of being a child movie. labor. Yeah, absolutely. You got us all, Theo. <laughs> well, again, thank you, Theo Jr., for that absolutely great intro. Yeah, thank you, Theo. So, Chris, man, how's it going, man? How you doing? It's good, man. It's good. <laughs> Paying attention to all these uh, stories in the world, in the sports world. Oh, of, there's uh, so many, man. The maniacs out there. So many crazy, crazy <laughs> stuff going out there. I mean, you've got protesting at Minnesota yep. games. You got New York Yankee fans acting the fool. Just being Yankee fans. Just That's being all doing. Yankee fans. That's all they're doing. How many times, Chris, have you been to a game and you were like, man, these fans are crazy? Yeah, you know, I was always scared to go to Yankee Stadium, but I think one of the craziest things I ever saw was actually at a Spurs game very early on in, uh, in those years at the AT&T Center. But the, <laughs> the the craziest story is actually I was hanging out with your mom who got me free <laughs> tickets to a Dallas Mavericks playoff game against the Spurs, right, at home. Mm -hmm. I remember being super hyped. And Shout I, out I got to my mom. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you, Pia. Thank you for them tickets. And I, I was no problem being uh, second in line because she was like, Louis out of town, so you coming with me. And I was like, you bet. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's and up. so I remember we uh, we were in this Mavericks game. We're leaving Spurs win playoff game. Huge win. Everybody's happy. We all know Spurs fans when the Spurs win. Like you can't do yeah. any wrong. Everything's all good in the world. Everybody's honking the horn. Exactly. Getting ready for that free coffee exactly. the next morning. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody's like waving their flags everywhere. So we, we were walking out and there's this like couple in the middle, in, dude, to his credit, wore a, a Dirk Nowitzki jersey to this game, right, in okay. San Antonio. And so I was already impressed by him, brave enough to do that. Yeah, yeah. Him and his either wife, fiance, girlfriend, but basically, like, they were definitely a couple, right, holding hands as they're walking through this arena. <laughs> and it was, it was pretty ugly, like, the ways in which the Spurs, like, they're just, like, laughing at, pointing and laughing at him, right? Mm -hmm. But that's the risk you credit. take. That's the risk you take. Yeah, absolutely. Going on the road. Exactly. Exactly. And people, like, pointing and laughing, and he's just taking it, smiling, big smile, yeah. I remember, on this guy. And that smile did not last very long. Oh, no. Because right behind him was a couple, to his credit again, the 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 man in that group is just kind of, like, cheesing because we win, right? Like, he's all yeah. good. Lady, though, his lady is, like, just like piling on on this lady, like, laughing, 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 pointing, laughing. And this Dallas Mavericks fan turns around and gives this lady the finger right in her face. Now, there's certain people in San Antonio you can give the finger to in the face, and then there's certain people that you do not. Yeah. And just from clearly, like, from the two seconds of seeing this woman's face before the finger came out, I already knew, like, that is not someone that you... Yeah, you have to check. At. Is she from the south side? Is she from yeah. the west side? Is she from the east side? Any of those sides? My side? guess is... Yeah, my guess is she's from the south side because she attacked this woman from behind and yanked on this lady's long hair. And so they immediately, she turns around and now they're just like going at it, right? 
And this was the moment that I just remember being like, damn, like the, the, the funny ways that humanity works, right? For all the ways in which men are like always the aggressors, these two guys like look at each other, like in this moment as if like, well, they're fighting, so we got to fight, right? <laughs> and they look at each other and they just like, they have no reaction. Like they just like, no. And they like, they, through their eyes were like, now nah, we good. And immediately go and grab each of their spouses or girlfriends, significant others from behind. And they're holding on to them by their waist, trying to pull them apart. But these two ladies are now like Kung Fu gripping each other's hair. So there's no getting away from this, right? And this older security guard realizes this, tries to go to stop it. This man was probably too old to be stopping fights. Walks up to the guy from behind, the Dallas Mavericks fan, right? Yeah, I got you. And this Mavericks fan sticks out his forearm, pushes this man and not in a way that was violent, but he also did not know that it was security, which I think if he would have, probably would have like tried to get security to help him, right? Based on his reaction before that. But there's a young security guard in the background of my vision that looks now like a movie. <laughs> and this guy looks like he's been waiting for this moment. Like It looks like this is the reason he took this job. And as he's walking towards him and he gets closer, he whips out this nightstick. Oh, no. And now has every reason because this guy shoved the older security guard. And he <laughs> turns around and swings this nightstick straight into the chest of this poor Dirk Nowitzki jersey-wearing Mavericks fan. Needless to say, this Mavericks fan goes flying back, letting go of his, of his lady, and goes to the ground from the shot that this guy just took to him. The two security guards get him, turn him over, cuffing him. These ladies, for whatever, I guess at this point, cops are involved, they like let go. And I'm more than sure that if they were from the South Side, that Spurs couple was out. <laughs> and was like, yo, security, we out. And this lady grabs onto her boyfriend as they're like picking him up. Now he's cuffed. And she's like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Because you and were I was like, yo, a dirt jersey. <laughs> More so, yo, you why are you sticking your, your middle finger in this lady's face? Like, you did this to your boyfriend. Like, how could you do this? And it was like, that's exactly what's happening. Meanwhile, me and your mama just, like, observing this, like, if this is normal. For yeah, us, I was about that. What was my mom doing right? at this time? <laughs> I just remember being like, yeah, hold on. And then, like, putting her behind me, right, to make sure that, like, none of this, like, that there's no crowd that comes our way or whatever. Because I was like, that was the first thing. Like, yeah, you good? But then both me and her were just standing there watching this. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And so as soon as it was done security, that's how I know those people from the South. Because like, me and your mom were out too. As soon as security came, we were like, we out. Uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the craziest thing I've ever seen at a sporting event with regards to like either violence or fan stuff. And and it was really scary because I, I just remember thinking like, man, this poor guy's going to spend the night in jail after a Mavs loss in another city. All because, like, his girlfriend didn't know how to act in on the road, like you mentioned, right? And she wasn't even wearing Maverick stuff, but she just didn't know how to take, I guess, what we all consider disrespect. But it's like, that's that's the thing we got to figure out. Is that is that what's the line? And does that come with the territory of being a fan on the road? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, me and you just just kind of went through this, right? We went through the, mm -hmm. uh, the Titans-New York Jets game in New York. Yeah. And we took the L, right? Yeah. And so on our way out, on our way out the stadium, Jets fans are hounding us, right? In the parking lot, mm -hmm. Jets fans are coming out. And you just kind of, you got to eat the crow. Yeah. Right? You yeah. Just, and I, I learned this as younger age because, you know, me and my sister always had this battle, right? My sister went to Texas mm -hmm. A&M, and I was a Longhorn fan, right? And so... My sister would always take me, you know, uh, take me to A&M games, right? Especially A&M and yeah, Longhorn yeah. games where we go. And even, like, we went, I remember we went to an Alamo Bowl one time, and uh, it was a and I don't even know who they were playing. But I can't yeah. go to a Texas A&M game without rocking Longhorn stuff, right? And so I don't know if wait, you... Wait, ever... wait, wait, They're playing the Longhorns? No, they weren't playing the Longhorns. Oh, you're ridiculous. Yeah, they weren't you're playing. Ridiculous. They were playing, like, Colorado or something, the Alamo Bowl. And I was like... My sister's like, you want to go? I was like, yeah, but you know I got to rock the Longhorn jersey. <laughs> at on, that bro. time, I remember we were playing like in a, it was like a sugar bowl Ooh, or a rolled bowl or something, right? And I was like, yeah, I got to rock. And she was like, okay. And I don't know if you've ever seen or even been to an A&M game, but the A&M, no, no, no. especially the student section, is very, it's it's awesome. 
first of all. Like, yeah, they yeah. have all these cheers. They, you know, they're all hugging each other, swaying. They've got, like... Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. It's, it's, it's very dope, interactive, right? And so, yeah. me being in the middle of that with a long that man. Yeah, exactly. Like, I... And I was, I, was a, I was a kid, right? I think I was maybe <laughs> freshman, sophomore in high school, right? And, uh, I, I mean, I was getting heckled like crazy. And, and I wore that jersey. You because, deserve to be. Exactly. But I knew that. I knew that going into it. Like, I'm going to get yeah. heckled and hammered. And they kept asking me... What is it? Where are the Longhorns doing? What? Is I mean, I was just getting it, but you got to take it, right? <laughs> I knew going into it that was gonna happen. We knew going into New York as Titan fans, yeah, especially when we took the L. You know, I remember being really grateful that the Titans and the Jets weren't um, rivals because mm -hmm. that would have been much more painful. Yeah. And I have this one particular memory before getting too intoxicated in that game. But like driving into the the parking lot with uh shout out to Lou Espinoza, aka Lutang Clan in our fantasy football league, because Lou told us right from the beginning, he goes, he goes, yo, you know all that like, you know, talking shit fight stuff. He's like, I ain't that type of fan. <laughs> I just remember dying laughing, being like, yo, Lou's letting us know, like, if we get into some shit, he ain't out. Yeah, He's not that. gonna jump in. He'll watch it, he'll wait for us, but he ain't jumping in. And I respected that so much from the Yeah, at least we knew. Like, at least we knew going in who we had, right? That's cool. I, I respect that. Like, can you just stand there and be intimidating or something at least? Oh man. Yeah, that was that was great, man. I I think that those those moments are important as a fan that you like you know what you, how far you're willing to go and how far the people around you are willing to go and and if you're not willing to do that then you need to be very careful about what you wear what you say and how hyped you get in those settings but i want i want everybody to know that 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 longhorn jersey story mm -hmm. it's not surprising to me just so everybody knows that is the type of sports fan that my primo is <laughs> is he will just wear obnoxious stuff just for the sake of pissing people off. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, but all in sports, you know, of course, fandom of course. Wise, yes, yes. right? All in sports yes. fandom wise. There is a line, and I will push that line. <laughs> but I will. Especially with the gear. I'll say that. Not with the mouth, but with the gear. Right, right. With the, gear. the gear thing. I remember, you know, that same trip you coming out here and wanting to wear Astros gear yeah, to I Yankee ready. Stadium. I was ready. <laughs> I was ready. Yeah, which which I can understand, like, if they were maybe in town, right? Yeah. But you were trying to wear that just to wear it on a different random game. Now, that would also be norm, like, not normal, and that would not be okay at all. But particularly not with the history that we know of, of how the Astros got their championship and then the Let's following year down. as well. Let's simmer down that talk, okay? <laughs> because there is very few people more so than the LA Dodgers and the New York Yankees that are going to be more upset at the Astros than anybody else. I'm, and, and I'm here for the smoke. I'm here for the smoke. I know. I know you are. But that was that was the place where then even me as your primo was like, yeah, no, 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 no. That, that jumping in thing at Yankee Stadium, like, <laughs> nah, I'm not that type of baseball <laughs> You definitely, yeah, you definitely, I was all for it, right? You were definitely like, bro, we're not going to this game if you are wearing any Astros gear. I was like, man, I'll just wear a hat. You're like, no. No, yeah, we're no. not going to this game. <laughs> and, you know, when I first moved to New York City, like 20 years ago, I remember a, a new guy from the Bronx, and he was like, yeah, if you ever go to Yankee Stadium, I remember wanting to wear like a Rangers hat at that time. He was like, don't ever wear any other team's hat, even if they're playing them. He was like, because if you sit in, in places in Yankee Stadium, those fans will just snatch the hat off and toss it to each other and just like make sure you don't ever get it back. And he was like, and it's not like, it's not friendly. He was like, they're not messing with you. He was like, they're fucking with you. They're like, yo, you like step to them. See if you try to fight for that hat back because they will bring it and they're asking for it. And so, you know, that makes me think of just like what happened recently. Um, I don't know where you're at on that. And I know we've been talking about the line in a lot of episodes of like, where's the line when it comes to certain situations? Like, I don't know where your line is at with regards to the Yankees fans and the Guardian situation that happened this past week. Yeah, to me, and like, just a conversation we've already been having, like, I'm definitely one to push my fandom to the line, right? But they, you've got to be very aware of what that line is, right? What that line is. I'm not there to fight, right? I don't want to fight nobody. I'm just here to talk smack about my team, and you talk smack about your team, and go back and forth. 
I don't yeah, take it yeah. personally enough. You can say whatever you want to say about my Houston <laughs> Astros, right? Yeah, they yeah. are cheaters. They are all this stuff, right? You can say whatever you want to say about my Tennessee Titans, right? I'll come back at you. I'm all for the shit talking back and forth, right? But I'm not going to fight over my Houston Astros, and yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to fight over my Tennessee Titans. Like, I'm not. I'm just not. There's a line. The line that the Yankees fans cross is just ridiculous to me. And you like you've already you just stated how how the Yankees fans are. Yankee fan, you're the reason why the rest of America hates the Yankees. This stuff that you pull yeah. is the only reason why we hate the Yankees, right? And they're hate it has nothing to do with the actual Yankees themselves. Right. Very true. It has everything to do with the Yankees fan base. Right. And you pull stuff like this. A dude goes to try to catch the ball. He goes into the wall and the fans just start talking trash. Right. The dude is obviously woozy. He's being looked at right there. He's going to get out of the game. And you're just saying so much stuff, which is inappropriate stuff. Right. Like, and you're going to talk smack to that dude while he's hurt. Yeah. Right. The, yeah. There's so much different lines that, that you're crossing. It's, it's just incredible to me. And then the next thing happens is you guys win the game, right? A walk-off hit, Yankees win the game. But you start and what the thing that that threw me off was that it wasn't even the same side of the field, right? I thought originally where the ball was hit that it was those yeah. same exact fans that they're that uh, Miles Straw who, who was trying to climb the, the fence and talk crap to the to the fan. It wasn't even that side of the ball. It was a whole nother section of fans. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the whole fan base. Yeah, it was a whole nother section of fans that started throwing <laughs> crap on the field. You're you, you brought up a great point is that the most obnoxious thing about them is that even in celebration, they're assholes. Yeah. Right? Like, and, and I think this is why people need to understand this is why they don't want them to win. Not because... Like you said, it's not about the Yankees winning. It's about that these fans, we don't want you to be able to have an excuse to be even more obnoxious than you already are in defeat. I also would say, I'm going to just drop this, same thing for Dallas Cowboy fans. Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking the same thing. I was exactly (laughs) Dallas Cowboy fans. You are the reason why the world and the rest of America hate on Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. (laughs) It had nothing to do with the, the freaking players or whatever. It is the fan base. You guys are ridiculous. I'll say that that's the one place the Dallas Cowboys like losing is the one place where Stephen A. Smith laughs for all of us in the United States. Yes, yeah. The one place I'm like, all right, Stephen A. Shout out to my mom. Yeah, I know I'm going to get, get a call. <laughs> I know I'm going to get a call about that comment about the Cowboys fan from my mom when she hears this episode. I love you, mom. Shout out to, to Tia again, Tia Linda. One of the most diehard Dallas Cowboy fans I've ever, ever known. Absolutely. And not just because she's family. She is, but she's probably the reason why I'm not a Dallas Cowboy fan. I'll <laughs> say, though, she is not one of those obnoxious Cowboy fans. She can take losses and she she can celebrate wins, but Dallas Cowboys will, will be in constant conversation constant no matter when you talk to her. I'm about to say, not, I'm not, like, I, I live with her, okay? Like, you didn't, I lived there through yeah, the I 90s, okay? Like I lived with her through the yeah, 90s. Ooh, yes. Okay, as a kid, at the height of Dallas Cowboy fandom. Okay, it was it was pretty rough in my house, okay? Yeah, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> yeah, that's not... Anyway, going not back good. to the fans. Like, there's so much stuff going on. And shout out to the Yankee players who came out on the field and, and did everything that they could to make the Yankees fans stop, right? Yeah. But the dude that hit uh, the hit, I think it was Glaber Torres, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken... Like, he was celebrating and then realized, like, his team left him and is looking in the outfield. He can't even celebrate no more, right? Because the Yankee yeah. fans, you ruined that for him. Yeah. Like, it's not about him no more. That whole moment should have been about him and, and, and winning the game. And it wasn't. Yeah. It was about you damn Yankee fans crossing the line, being absolutely ridiculous. And for some reason, like, it's going on everywhere. Yeah, it's it is. It's going on everywhere is since... Since they let us back out of the house, yeah, right. From yeah, the this pandemic. is very post-COVID, and not, we're not even post-COVID, but you know, being in those things is post-COVID behavior at sporting events is out of control. It really is. I mean, we talked last week about Boston and Kyrie. Yeah, you 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 know you brought up that one of like interesting like player fan interactions with like Malcolm Bridges in Charlotte, like at that play out uh, play in game. Where they lost, they're getting blown out, and, uh, and he tosses that mouthpiece. 
I was kind of like back and forth because I was like, you, maybe it depends on what the fan said, right? And like when we're thinking about the line, but I don't know that you ever toss something that came from your mouth at someone. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like kind of like there's a line. We're not, and I want to. I'm glad you brought this up, is because I'm not just talking about crossing the line as fans to players, but players also to fans, right? Yeah, yeah. There was a line, and from what I saw in the footage that I saw in that game with uh, Miles Bridges, it's literally the fan is just saying "boo" and "you suck," right? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's being aggressive with it, right? "Boo" and yeah. "you suck," but that is it. Right, and you yeah. were just frustrated at the moment of the game, and getting tossed out and walking back, and then you throw something in the crowd, and it don't even hit the person that was doing yeah. it. It hits an yeah. innocent bystander girl, right? You losing now all your saliva all over. Yeah, just I mean, and again, COVID's still going on. <laughs> don't throw exactly. saliva-filled stuff at people. That's got to be worse than the Rudy Gobert touching all the mics thing. <laughs> Absolutely, right? <laughs> Just There's a line, guys, and you can't, and fans and players have to realize what that line is, right? You can't be throwing popcorn on Russell Westbrook. Oh, man, yeah, that was, right. that was fucked up. You can't, Miles Bridge, you can't be throwing stuff at the fans. We talked about Chuck last week, spin on a little yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't be doing that, right? Yeah. Which, yeah, it was a little girl. Jeez, yeah. man. I don't even remember it like that, but I went back to look at it. I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, how you doing? I saw the video of it. It's like, yeah, it's, it's not like a, what you would imagine when you say someone spits on you. It's not like he's, like, hocking something up and then, like, yeah. spinning directly. Yeah. But, but it was bad enough. Like, it, you know, YouTube it. You can see it. It's, it's, it's not good. It's not good. It was. And we have to, like, I think this conversation that we're having is just – identifying the line like you can say boo and you can yeah. say you suck i think personally like that's that's nothing right but some of these fans are acting like they had a wwe event right <laughs> and just talking so much crap to these players these aren't wrestlers right these aren't yeah yeah right these are they're not there to be villains for you right they're not there to be your villain right they're not there to take your crap yeah and, and there's a line and you just can't cross it Yankees fans crossed it. Whatever is going on in Minnesota with all yeah. these people rushing the court. Yeah, yeah. Would, you had this this woman that jumped over. She was in the second row, jumped over into the, the first row onto the court. And and thank you for showing me that video. You, either, you pointed it out to me. It was just like, that security guard was watching the whole time. Oh, she was like, ready. They she was, was ready. Coming. Yeah. Yeah. That was, and that was an insane take. I was saying, too, how, like, that takedown was was pretty humane because in the position that, that she grabbed her up with where she was like ready to take her down she could have slammed her into the ground pretty rough and probably would have had it justified just out of the movement that they were you know and the, how quick they were running but you know i think you mentioned something that what was happening in the in the playing game there's like somebody tried to like glue yeah, somebody, themselves to yeah the, i mean somebody tried to glue themselves to the court I doubt that these people are even fans, right? Let me just say that. I don't yeah. think that these people are actual fans of basketball or fans of any of the teams. They're there protesting some inhumane way that the Minnesota Timberwolves owner is killing some chickens that he has. All right? I don't know. It's a, it's a whole I'm Sorry, thing. that sounds funny. I'm sure it's a very serious issue. <laughs> yeah, but, sure yeah and, and so I guess that is the way, right? Like... They're protesting that owner, so this is like, all right, this is how you make your money. I'm gonna make make cause a scene at these things. Right, and it's, I mean, but you say the way the way that uh, girl hopped on and, and got on the court, um, and the way that she was tackled, like I I think it's all justified, right? If you get on mm -hmm. the court, you're not supposed to be on the court. Yeah, you got to be handled. If you're getting on the field, yeah. these streakers, you know that that think <laughs> it's funny. Streakers, yeah. That gets on the field. You're not supposed to be on the field. You're gonna get handled. However, you get handled, right? Yeah. You just yeah. never know. Going back years and years and years, when uh, Monica Sellis, right, Ugh, a fan came out man. on court and stabbed her in the back. Right? Yeah. You just literally. Don't, yeah, literally, <laughs> literally stabbed her in the back. You just don't know. There was another story that came up. Uh, again, a couple years, lots of you know, ten. 12 years ago where, where two fans at a Kansas City Royals game jumped the barrier and started beating Tried. up the first base coach. And they quickly, they quickly regretted that. 
because that whole dugout came out and started whooping them dudes. But I mean, the first yeah, base coach lost permanent e- earring damage, right? Just yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and that's crazy to think about that. Like in that moment, as a coach, that right, that area, the field, the core, wherever you're you're coaching at, is supposed to be untouchable by fans. And the fact that someone can sneak up from behind you and hurt you in a way that is like long-lasting and, and life-altering is just like you know, obviously that's the like, crossing the line. But you're right, like, you know, go back and look up that that footage of uh, as a Kansas City Royals coach in 2002. Yeah. And that whole team, the way that they piled on, I mean, yo, that was, that's what teams are supposed to do, right? Like, yeah, you really yeah, down for each other, like, it's going to look like that. Yeah. And, um, and I think, what was it that, like, uh, the two fans, I think they said after they got arrested, that, like, the reason that they ran onto the field was because the coach had thrown the finger at them. Right. Right. See, there's that finger. There's that finger. Yeah. That finger that you put in jail, man. <laughs> it's a dangerous finger, man. It's a dangerous finger. And here's what I I don't think as us just in fans in general, like I don't think they know what the repercussions are gonna be eventually, right? Yeah. In absolutely. baseball in baseball you you're you're so close, especially in the outfield, right? You're so close to those players and those players get heckled like crazy. Right? Yeah. They get heckled like crazy. Yeah. In basketball fans are so close to the players yep you can hear everything yeah you can hear everything fans are so what eventually is going to happen to protect these players is you, fans are going to lose that experience of being so close eventually right i know they're yep. already talking about and i heard uh, a discussion today on uh, outside the lines when they're yeah. talking about this subject is you know they're putting up the netting for uh yep for, for foul balls right yeah so fans throwing stuff onto the onto the field. How yeah, far is this netting gonna go? Because we uh, fans don't know how to act right. Okay? Yeah. So to protect the players, how much further along are we gonna go with this netting to protect the players? You you think about that as a baseball fan, right? You can no longer ever catch a home run again. Yeah. Right. If that netting goes up, like now you've eliminated a major part of the fan experience and like the joy that comes with being a baseball fan simply because like we've gotten to a point where we don't know how to act and like treat people like human beings who we have no clue who they are and know nothing about them and yet are willing to like get in full on like fights and like say inappropriate things on a regular basis to these people just because like you brought up before in a previous show just because we paid a ticket because we're a paying fan yeah i think the fact that we're fans pay for the ticket right and so they think well my money goes to their salary Right, that that's just the way fans think. Like yeah. some of these fans are like, "Well, I buy this gear, and this money that I buy goes to his salary, so I can say yeah, whatever yeah. the hell I want." No, it no, <laughs> that's not how this that's not how this crap works, right? No, be respectful, treat people like you want to be treated. <laughs> yeah, right. And you know, again, I think that brings up the thing that we were talking about before the show is like, what about the children? <laughs> Like, there's so many kids at these places, right? And then so many kids that are watching on TV yes. that, like, are seeing this as, like, normal behavior, right? Like, this is just, like, a normalized sense of violence at sporting events and that it's almost, like, okay to be this aggressor within sports. Like, not only when you're playing, but now, like, as a fan, this is what it means to be, like, a diehard fan is to be willing to go that far. Well, in that footage, in the footage that I saw with it, again, going back to the Yankees throwing crap onto the field, there's a footage where this... This father is in the in right there in the front, and people are, are throwing things, and he's got to you know protect his yeah. daughter. He pulls his daughter over to the side. He's he's got his arms around her, right, trying to make sure that she doesn't get hit by anything. You know, he's protecting protecting the kid, yeah. right? Again, that's not what he paid the ticket for, right? Yeah. He also paid and that. How money. crazy is that as a kid? Like, I don't want to go to Yankee games after that. Exactly, guys. Just grow up, man. Like. They let us out the house again. And yeah, it, it kind of made me like, like go. We, we might need to go back. Yeah. Right? That's why we can't we all, go nowhere. That's right. That's why we can't go. There. I tell <laughs> this shit to my kids all the time. When we're going out to the store, we go to Walmart and they acting crazy. Like, this is why I don't bring you guys. Okay. You're not coming back next time. Right. Fans, act right. There is a line that you should not cross. Just because you buy that ticket does not give you the right to act a fool, 
to be disrespectful, say your boos, tell them you suck, right? And just that's it. Enjoy the game. <laughs> exactly. Like, who are these people to you, really? And then you're going to go home and look like a fool to your family. And also, again, players, you have a line that you cannot cross, too, okay? Miles Straw coming up, that crawling up the, the wall, right, to get in that yeah. fan's face, that that could have gone a lot worse. Yeah. could have gone a lot worse. And he was, and I saw the footage that came out today uh, of the of another fan that was recording, and Miles Straw was just like, hit me, hit me, hit me. That's what yeah, he was yeah. telling him. What happens if yeah, he did yeah. Then it's a whole nother story, right? The whole course. We have it. We got malice in the palace again, right? I, you know, I think that brings me to this one moment in like being at a stadium where I thought, like, why are they giving me this like beer in this cheap ass plastic bottle? And it was because they don't want fans throwing bottles at some point and avoid it. Like that's so nuts to me that they had to repackage something for the sake of like making sure that it doesn't become like a violent scene using beer pop which the answer is in the bottle right like that's right. the reason also exactly. people are getting the way they are exactly which is why they also cut people off at like the exactly. seventh inning. yeah exactly that's what's gonna happen <laughs> now they're gonna cut you off at the fifth inning exactly they're gonna cut you off at the fourth inning it's gonna go on gone just to wrap up this segment here fans and players there is a line you need to know what this line is do not cross it or you're going to affect it for everybody else. You're going to negatively affect it for everybody else. I'm not here for it. I push. We talked about it. I push the limits too. I push that line. Like I'm here for the smoke. As far as just talking crap to each other. I don't want to fight nobody. I'm not going to throw anything on the court. On the field against you Yankees. Right? Just have a good time at the game. For real. Please listen to my primo. Remember that this whole serious segment was just to say that the Yankees and the Cowboys suck. That's your new fan. Fan. Horrible. All right, now it's time for our next segment, the Grito segment. I have to say, this primo right here, Chris, this primo right here, as I'm, as I started doing some research, right, I'm starting to think to myself that this primo, he may be the best, if not one of the best baseball players of our generation of when we started Absolutely. watching baseball until now the primo that i'm talking about is from venezuela the primo i am talking about just hit his 3000th hit yeah the primo i am talking about is the one and only miguel cabrera let me just run down let me just run down this man's stats real quick. Career stats. 300 plus hits. 500 plus home runs. A 310 batting average. He's won a World Series. Two-time MVP. 11-time All-Star. Four-time batting title. A triple crown winner. Wow, triple crown. This man. Is he, though? Is, is he the best, at least one of the best of our generation? But as I'm looking at these stats, and I started looking up these stats, it could be, from our generation, maybe the best baseball player. You could be right. You know, I never even thought about him in that way, and I think you might be absolutely right. And that was one of the things that people were bringing, is just he's connecting these two eras of baseball. Right. Like he's this like was the like young guy in this like older generation of Hall of Famers. And now he's like the old veteran, like godlike, right. Big time hitter of this new generation. Yeah. Like he's definitely he's definitely a top tier of all time, even past our generation hitter. Right. I mean, these stats don't lie. A, first, a 310 batting average for a career of 20 years to average 310. Okay, and I think yeah, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I think it's seven or eight players that have three 3,000 hits plus 500 home runs. Yep. He's one double away from 600 doubles. Wow. Right, which may be difficult. He's a little old. He's a little bit chubbier now. I don't know how many times he's making it around second. 
That's the thing about him. That's how hard he hits that ball. He'll get himself around all the way to second on those hits. Yeah. So that's what. So the grito of the week by far has to go to our primo from Venezuela, Miguel Cabrera. Congratulations on your 3,000th hit. Congratulations hey, hey. on being a grito winner of the week. We'll <laughs> add that to your career stats. Okay. <laughs> we'll add that to your bio. Thank you again, Primo, for representing the Lat Latino community in a great way, being the one of the greatest Latino baseball players of all time, one of the best baseball players of all time, Miguel Cabrera. All right, after all that, it is time for the best segment of our show, I believe. It is time for the... The Wheel of Chingada! We have a lot of different topics coming up. I'm going to spin this wheel. Let's see what it lands on. All right, the first topic on the Wheel of Chingadera this week is the NFL Draft. NFL Draft. Oh, give me more. Oh, man. So that we already know. That is all you psycho researcher, like all day. <laughs> You've been watching since the Combine. I'm sure you're sitting there like in your underwear with like cereal at like yeah. 6 a.m. looking at stuff from the day all before. All seven hours. So. For the Where whole are week. you at? What, what are the things to expect for the NFL draft? The NFL draft this year is is kind of crazy to me because mock drafts are just all over the place. As far as player-wise, there's not a lot of great players to be considered in this draft. There's a lot of really good ones. There's there's this is not a good quarterback draft right we have to start there usually every draft always starts with a quarterback this year like we could not have there's good possibility that there's not a quarterback taken until pick 20 with pittsburgh right so i'm intrigued just to see on what everybody is doing and what their mind is on their big board because like i said there's not a lot of great players in this draft there's a Hamilton, uh, the safety out of Notre Dame, who I believe is the number one player in this draft. There's Hutchinson, a defensive end from Michigan, who, who most likely will go one or two. There's Kayvon Walker, um, who's also battling for number one or two. There's just a lot of different ways to go. I'm also interested, of course, in our Tennessee Titans. What are they going to do? We don't have a second round pick because we traded that to Atlanta for Julio last year. So our number one pick, are we going to trade back to get a second pick? We need offensive line help. We need another wide receiver. Um, trades. Trades are going to be crazy this year too, right? Does Debo Samuel get traded? Does Garoppolo get traded, right? Trade, like there are so many possibilities in trades, and I think that's actually going to be the number one input into this year's NFL draft is players actively on rosters now being traded this draft it's just going to be nuts uh, i look forward to we're going to have a special coming up uh just grading every team on their nfl draft we plan on recording that sunday to come out possibly monday i look forward to that i love breaking all that down i can't wait nfl draft puro pinche primos i'm ready Nice, nice, nice. Spin that wheel. Let's go. Ooh, the Wheel of Chingadera wants us to look forward to the second round. Second round matchups in the NBA playoff. Miami's there already. Most likely you're going to play Philly, although they are struggling against Toronto right now. So, what are you looking forward to a Miami matchup in the second round? 
I, I definitely want to see Philly just because I want to see if Philly implodes because if there's any team that can really, I think, get under the skin of a Joel Embiid who gets under the skin of every opponent that he faces, it's a Miami team with Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and that history of that that Miami kind of like gritty defense. Mm -hmm. I think that they can drive Embiid nuts and probably kind of beat him up a little bit. But ultimately, really what I'm going to look for, and I think what we're all looking for as sports fans, is what James Harden are we going to see? The what same one we've always seen in the playoffs. The same James Harden <laughs> we've always seen in the playoffs. The same one that we've been seeing in this first round so far. Like, just trash, trash, trash. I know you, you said earlier, like, your hate towards CP3 and Kyrie, that is my hate to James Harden. The hype that this dude gets for what he's always been absolutely garbage in the playoffs. No matter what team he's in there trying to implode. No matter if he's playing with a CP3, if he's playing with a Kevin Durant, if he's playing with a Joel Embiid, he is absolutely hot garbage. And I can't wait. I honestly think Miami wants to see Philly over Toronto. Toronto is a team, right? They are a team. And if they get healthy, they're going to push Miami to the brink, right? Philly is not going to do it. Joel Embiid, fingers hurt. You know, he's have he's injured. He's trying to carry that whole team. Maxi, who showed up in game one, has not showed up since. James Harden is trash. Did I say that before? Have I said that yet? I'm not sure. James Harden is trash. Miami is welcoming Philly. They want Philly. I think the tougher matchup for Miami would be Toronto. And let's move on. Yeah, I would be shocked. Go ahead. I would be shocked if Philly could beat Miami. I mean... Unless there's some major injury, but yeah, there's no way. I would be shocked. There's absolutely if, no way. Yeah, I would be shocked if Philly beats Miami. Actually, that would be like a very. That's probably where I would like a sure bet for me, where I would pr- try to put my money. But I do think that that Miami now has this kind of like clear path to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, they have an easy route. That's what you get when you play all regular season. You get the number one seed. This is how you're supposed to do it. Moving on. Next bit. It has landed on Milwaukee and Boston. That is most likely going to be the second round. Milwaukee should be wrapping this series up with... Chicago here really soon um, what are you liking about this series coming in for the second round as far as Milwaukee and Boston yeah I, I think that this to me is it feels like now after this particular series because I thought that Boston Brooklyn Nets series was going to go really deep like really long mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to it and then it ended up just being an ultimate beatdown. I think this series now is now the next best series in the playoffs that's happening. And then if it was a, if we see like a Boston Miami series, that'll be the best series. But I, I, I want to say something really quick just about like Miami's current and now it's going to be past opponent in Chicago. I felt really bad for the Chicago Bulls just because of injury. Lonzo, losing Lonzo Ball really hurt them. You could see without them, it, 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 it took a hit out of them. And then also, you know, who who I've been hating on because I, I've been saying he didn't give us his all, but DeRozan in this game just didn't show up in this final game without, you know, um, Levine being out and Caruso being out. At the half, he was he had four points on two of five shooting, while on the other end, Giannis had 23 points. And I think that Giannis and Milwaukee, particularly if they're able to get Middleton back, can take down Boston. But... Boston is rested. Boston is hyped, especially taking out KD and Kyrie and the Brooklyn Nets stack squad that I think that this series also could be like a six, seven. Like, I think this could become an instant classic series. Yeah, I think that the this 
the series that we expected from Brooklyn and Boston is what we're going to see now, right? Mm-hmm. The the, mm-hmm. the battle that we expected KD and Tatum, we're going to get that with Giannis and Tatum, right? Giannis doesn't he shows up all the time, right? He shows up all the time. He's going to be in it. I think that, like you said, this series coming up is going to be outstanding and probably the best series in the playoffs in the second round um i'm not gonna count out Giannis and the reigning nba champ i think i'm gonna actually favor them in this series and think that they'll have what it takes uh just between it also if middleton can come back Right. I don't know what his status. Yeah, I don't is. think they're favorites if Middleton is yeah, out. Yeah, if, if Middleton can't just come based back, on what we've seen out of Boston. Yeah, Middleton can't come back, then Boston takes it. But if Middleton comes back and he can be healthy, um, with yeah, Giannis and Bobby Portis and Drew Holiday, that team, uh, they gel well and uh, they can put the business on on Boston. All right, next bit. Second round, Phoenix and possibly Dallas, most likely, in the second round. Uh, to me, this will be the most boring second round matchup. Um, can Luca do something um, and 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 surprise Phoenix? If Booker comes back, like it's a wrap. Like this, to me, it's going to be like a five game series. Right. If if Book comes back healthy in the second round, Dallas is not gonna do have anything for Phoenix. They should just roll through roll through Dallas. Um But you know at what point does the CP3 curse hit? Is it gonna hit in the second round? I don't think so. I think it's gonna hit in the next round in the in the Western Conference final. But I really don't see Dallas posing any threat in phoenix in the long run especially in the seven game series like i said i think it'll be done in five yeah i don't i don't necessarily know again like anybody from utah or dallas like either one of those teams i don't really know what to expect from them because they are also teams that are inconsistent right like we were talking about early on with memphis and minnesota it just you go with the team that seems more likely in this case, Phoenix. And it does seem like Booker is going to come back sooner rather than later. So, you know, if they've got Booker back, even at like limited minutes, they're going to know well enough how to utilize him in a way to get the most out of him and also to win games. Um, But, you know, what's really interesting about this is that we talk about CP3 he is used to going, he's not used to going this deep in the playoffs. Like his first finals was last year. And, and now the expectation is that possibly they go back there again. He's old and he's at being asked to do a lot more in these games and in these series than expected at some point, because we've also seen it before is like, I expect that hammy to tighten up on him. I don't think that he can push it that well. And and that's not like I hate, you know, I, like I mentioned, I hate him, but that's not a hate on CP3. That's just like, that's just reality of age, right? Like father time. Like, like you can't ask that dude to do that much, particularly with Booker out. Like other guys got to step up. And I think that particularly in that Dallas series, what they need to look at and, and who they need to talk to, particularly if, if Booker is out or can't play a lot of minutes is, DeAndre Ayton's got to step up and do more. And he's got to dominate in a way that he hasn't just yet. But this is a really big stage in him. And it's like, yeah, you want your money. You want to be paid long term and big, big money and max deals and all of that. This is your time to prove that that you're worth it and that you are part of this core in the long run because CP3 ain't going to last forever. Booker is going to be there a very long time. And it can be you, DeAndre Ayton. And then possibly somebody else, but he's got to step up in a way to get them through that second round. Absolutely. Let's go. Move on. (laughs) 
that, that wheel of chingadera sounds like it's been through some chingazos. It has. It's been. It's been. Uh, <laughs> it's been put through some things by uh, a little three year old. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I seen her. She's a ruffian. Last one. Golden State versus either a Memphis or a Minnesota. Most likely Ooh. Memphis. Right. As I'm it thinking, don't matter. As I say that out loud. It don't now, matter who. As I say that out loud now, okay. The fact that I said earlier that Milwaukee and Boston may be the best series. A Golden State Memphis series in the second round will just be exciting if anything else. Like Golden State could sweep. Golden State could win it in five and six, but I think like as far as excitement level, like it's gonna be through the roof to me. Obviously, I got Golden State winning it, right? Obviously, no matter who comes out, especially if it's Minnesota that somehow comes out, right? But Memphis is exciting. Golden State is exciting. I can't wait to see those plays in those games. It's going to be electric. It's electric. Sorry. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Oh, don't do it. About the Golden State Warriors. Don't do it. I think there's a legitimate chance that Jordan Poole could end up being the finals MVP for the Golden State Warriors if they get all the way to the finals this year. Hear me out. Because I think so much attention will be paid, obviously, to Steph Curry. They can't ask that much of Clay Thompson. And Jordan Poole has been lighting it up on a consistent basis, more consistent than anyone on Memphis or Minnesota's team. Like he is matching the output in certain games that Steph Curry is out. Now, Steph Curry is still Steph Curry. I would, if I had to bet money, I'd still bet Steph Curry is going to end up being the MVP of any series. But Jordan Poole as this like up and coming star for Golden State, I think that puts them over the edge. I think it puts them as the favorite. And I don't see anybody really challenging them. I think Golden State's going to come out of the West. Yeah, I think they're the favorite to win it all. Like I said, that 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 death lineup that they got, we didn't even talk yeah. about uh, Wiggins, right? We didn't even talk about him yet. And he's the the fourth, fifth best player, right? Uh, it's crazy. I I can't wait. Like I, I like seeing Golden State play. I like Curry. I like Thompson. Uh, I like Steve Kerr. Like I, I'm a fan of that organization. Now that KD is out of there, I can like that organization again. Yeah. I mean, I told my uh, my uh, physical therapist, who's a, a Golden State fan I was like when the season started I was like I know the Spurs are going to be trash this year so I'm going to adopt the Golden State Warriors as my team this year as you know not quite on the bandwagon but like running behind the bandwagon right as as being a fan of theirs just because like I say I like Curry I like Thompson I like Steve Kerr it's going to be a good series I hope it's a series that goes seven because I think that'll be a crazy just crazy games like i like i said i look for that series and then those games to just be high energy above the rim curry doing crazy stuff pool doing crazy stuff jaw doing more and more crazy stuff i can't wait nba playoffs it's crazy when you don't have a team to root for really and you can just sit back and enjoy it's just a weird <laughs> i mean we haven't done this in, you know, we had 20 plus years of watching the Spurs in the playoffs and just having one rooting. When you don't have somebody to root for, you can just sit back and watch the game and just cheer on just basketball plays. It's crazy. Yeah. One thing I won't be mad at is seeing John Morant yam it on Draymond Green. I'll be okay with that. Yeah, it's going to happen a couple of times. <laughs> All right, now on to our final segment of the show, which is starting to climb up and become possibly my favorite segment based on the stories we've been getting. <laughs> but this week's Tapao of the Week has to go 
to the Washington Nationals. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. To those Nationals is because I think they forgot that they exist in D.C., <laughs> which is horrific for the nation and the Washington Nationals. Hit them off with why these guys are the Tapao of the Week. Yeah, so definitely this week's Tapao of the Week. And it's it's tapaos. It's plural, right? It definitely has to be plural. <laughs> There's so many tapaos in this in this story. So those of you who don't know, the Washington Nationals are not in the state of Washington. They're in Washington D.C., where there's a whole lot of stuff going on, right? You've got the White House, you've got the Capitol. So last week, they had planned for the Army Golden Knights to parachute in for the pregame. Get all hype up. Yeah, the Army Golden Knights come in. Bam. You know, they do that. Army Golden Knights. I've seen them a couple times, right? Shout out to my Army brethren out there doing their thing. But somehow, communication got messed up. And nobody informed the Capitol Police that this is happening. Okay? It's probably an important thing. Especially stuff that's happened in the last year or so. Yeah. Right, so no Please one informed Capitol Police. No, yes, no one informed Capitol Police of this, and so the Capitol Police sees that there is a uh, unidentified airplane <laughs> near and around the Capitol. They don't know what it is. Nobody's informed them what's going on. So for thirty minutes, they evacuate the Capitol. Get everybody get out, and you know that people in the capital already have PTSD about you know yeah, we need to evacuate, yeah. right? You can I can just imagine the people reacting there like, oh my god, what happened? Here we go again. But yeah, they were not informed that the army Golden Knights were parachuting in to the Washington National game, and so they freak out for about thirty minutes trying to figure out what's going on. They finally figured out. They finally let everybody know. And like when I say when I say uh plural, there's a lot of people to blame here. Washington Nationals, you are to blame because you should you should already know about this, right? The army, okay? The army itself, and like I said, I retired army. These are my brethren, so I know the stuff that you gotta take for certain things, right? And somewhere on that checklist in the army is has to be letting somebody know that we're flying over the capital, right? There's somewhere on that yeah. checklist. I know there is. I know somebody's getting in trouble for that. Okay. The Federal Aviation Administration. You're part of this list of top bows because you're the actually the one that's supposed to let the capital know, right? So it should have gone. All right. Washington Nationals, we got this. We're going to send you Army. Army, will you make sure that the uh, Federal Aviation Administration knows? Roger, got it. Army, let the Federal Administration know that you, what you're doing. Roger, Federal somebody Administration. Tell somebody. Yes, Federal Aviation Administration. Let the Capitol Police know. They have already got so much on their mind right now. Please does not freak them out anymore. But none of that happened, of course. Big thing. All for a little pre-game entertainment. <laughs> right? A pre-game entertainment at a Washington National game, which probably had like 400 people in the stands at that time. Right? <laughs> this is all Cold crazy. Minute. I just, I mean, so much wrong here. So much that pow stuff going on in these people's heads. I don't know. So, Washington Nationals. The United States Army. I didn't think I'd ever say... Well, yeah, I've said definitely plenty of times when I was in. But, <laughs> United States Army. And the Federal Aviation Administration. Congratulations. You have become the pows of the week. <laughs> well that wraps up this week's show thank you everybody for listening y'all make sure to like comment or review today's episode 
You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as Puro Pinche Primos. You can find us on all major podcast platforms or Google Puro Pinche Primos for our website on Captivate FM. We are the Puro Pinche Primos. Peace. Peace.